Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Bum 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 The Adan Show. Adan Show. Bum 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 The Adan Show. Adan Show. Bum 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 The Adan Show. Today, I want to talk about social behavior and how do we become and be charismatic and powerful. So. One thing that I will start with today is talking about how when you are with a group of people and one person starts making fun of you, how do you react? So let's say, I have two things to say. First thing to say is that I believe that the person that's teasing should be able to tie up that tease with a compliment so that, you know, it makes it a little less hurtful and you can get away with it. Now to the teased, the person that's being teased, I could say that, well, number one, you have to learn how to accept uh, teasing uh, and learn how to laugh at yourself because people that laugh at themselves um, tend to be more self-confident. And another thing that I think is very important to note is that if you are able to handle these difficult social situations which is like if you want to be charismatic embrace your uh, imperfections put yourself in situations where you feel that you could be embarrassed be able to overcome that fear of being ridiculed is something so crucial in the confidence and the charisma development that a human being can have now Someone could make fun of you and they tease you, you laugh, but sometimes the teasing gets out of hand. The teasing gets out of hand and you don't know what to say. So you could say maybe like a sarcastic retort with a little cheeky smile. And, you know, you could show that like, hey, don't mess with me, but I still like you and we're still having a good time. Uh, But sometimes it gets really, really out of hand. And one of the ways to really calm someone down when they're out of control is to say, look, I understand why you're upset. Uh... I want to, yeah, just by, just by saying I understand that why you're upset uh, calms them down immediately. And the other thing you could say is, you're right, I'm sorry. Even if they're not right, and even if you're not sorry, just say, you're right, I'm sorry. And you'll calm them down. Now, let's say that you're like in a more of a passive-aggressive argument with a person. And they're starting to get kind of like aggressive right and you you always resort to the questions I always resort to asking questions because I am so surprised sometimes of how questions really really um, open up my eyes because I ask the person why why do you think that Uh, or why do you say that or why would you do that and then a person that I felt like sort of like dark, conflictive feelings towards them completely turns into compassion and understanding because with questions you can open up understanding. So questions and bridging the gaps of communication is really what being a good social, charismatic, powerful person, uh, one of the things that it entails. Now, another thing is that I wanted to get into was how as a success coach you will be hated 
<laughs> if you want to be someone's success coach, get ready for them to not like you. So many psychoanalysts and so many um, psychological tendencies. I don't want to generalize. I'm missing some psycholo- some psychological tendencies. I think it's psychoanalysm, uh, psychoanalysis focuses on the past and on the present. And what Viktor Frankl focused on was on the future. And he thought that, you know, having a life of meaning and going towards a goal and striving towards something is what could uh, uh, immensely make your life worth living with a purpose. And I agree. But then I'm thinking about Tony Robbins' book, Awaken the Giant Within, and he says, it's good to have something to look forward to, but not if it's taking you out of this like present moment and not if it's making you worry about uh, achieving uh, what you want to achieve. Because in reality, we, we, put some, we put up so many conditions and so many reasons to our success and so many reasons to our happiness. We say, oh, I'll be happy when I get the car. Or, oh, I'll be happy when I get the fame. Or, oh, I'll be happy and if I get the beautiful girl or the beautiful man. And... I've learned that through Awaken the Giant Within that it's important for us to stop putting conditions on our happiness. And one of the examples was in his in Awaken the Giant Within, one of Tony Robbins' seminars. One, one man, he asked him, Hello, sir. So tell me about yourself. Would you consider yourself? He says, tell me about yourself. He's like, well, I have a multi... Uh, multi-million dollar corporation uh, business uh, income and a family of five sons or five daughters and I have many cars and jets and yachts and then Tony Robbins goes on to say well do you think that you are successful and the guy says no everybody's like what he's like yeah I want to make more money I don't want my kids to fight I want to get an eight pack not a six pack so then another guy that's really smiling behind him, uh, Tony Robbins notices him, and this guy, Tony Robbins, asks this man, he says, so, tell me about yourself. Or he asks, I think he goes straight to the question, do you, do you consider yourself successful? And he says, and the guy says, absolutely. So the question is, what does it take for you to be successful and happy? And he asks the guy, well, I just stand up, look down, and be happy that I'm above ground. And everybody starts cheering. It's like, wow. And it's true. And I've like, since I read the book, since I read that part of the book yesterday, I've been living today and I've been repeating to myself, just be happy that you're alive. Like every, like the only condition that I'm going to put is the, like, the only thing that it takes, what, what, what it takes for me to be happy and successful, the only thing that it takes for me to be happy and successful is to be alive. That's it. And then we could talk about health. That's an option. That's the best quality of life is health. But alive. And then the other part of happiness, and it's like what makes me happy and successful, it's like, yes, being alive. And then, like, if we go up, like, to, like, the second or third thing of importance would be do what you love. Follow your passion. Because as long as you're doing what you love, nothing can tear you from that. 
someone asked me, what do you love about singing? I'm like, why? They're like, are you a singer because your dad is a singer? Because, like, he forced it on you? Or are you a singer because you love it? And I'm like, oh, my God. I burn for it. I yearn for it. I ache for it. I live for it and I die for it. I, I would not be alive if it weren't for my singing. I have to have it. It's my fire. I need it. And they're like, wow, okay, you really want to be a singer. <laughs> so, but those are the things that we have to live for. It doesn't matter. It's like, it doesn't matter if I have to live on the street. I will sing. I will do what I love. Because life is so short, guys. Life is so short. And before you know it, you're already 40 years old or you're already 50 years old. And you look back on your life. And one thing that I don't want to feel is I should have done this or I should have done that. Like, I... In Tony Robbins' book, Awaken the Giant Within, talks about how us humans, we are going to, you were, we're constantly going in towards two directions. We're going towards the direction of, I want to get away from pain, and the other direction is, I want to go towards pleasure. So, that's really what it, we want to do. I, I associate more pain to not going up to a girl that I might think be the woman of my dreams, theoretically speaking. I, I associate more pain to that than to... Yeah, I, I associate pain to that. So if I see the girl of my, the girl of my dreams, I'm going to go walk up to her and I'm going to say hi to her. Who knows? Maybe I already met her. <laughs> so guys, another thing I wanted to talk about was um, we, we have ways of answering questions, right? So let's say that you're in, in being interviewed and they ask you a question that you kind of like aren't comfortable answering, right? So it's, there's different ways you could approach it. There's like a subtle deviation of topic, you could say, oh, look at over that. And you can use humor and say, oh, like I'm, I, you could, it'll be obvious that you changed the topic on purpose, but you do it with like a cheeky humor. The other way to do it is by saying uh, like a flat out, like I don't feel comfortable talking about that, which is kind of like, kind of makes a room a little dense, but it stops and it puts a halt and a red light to whatever the person wanted to do. Depends the vibe. And the other one is something that I normally do, which is whenever they ask you something that you don't really feel like talking about, you, can, you don't have to answer. It's the Charisma On Command, this wonderful YouTube channel that has a course called Charisma University. I implore all of you to check it out. It's changed my life. I, uh, I noted that it talks about when you are asked something, you don't have to like, answer the questions you are asked. You could just answer the question you're asked in a different way. You could answer something different that has to do with what you were asked. And also, in Chris Mon Command, most of the time the people that are creating the options and asking the questions are the ones in control and in perceived power. Also in body language, somebody who's taller than another person has perceived power. So I was reading in this book, uh, this body language book, and I was talking about how, uh, I don't know if this is true, I don't know if it's valid, I don't know if it's reliable, it's just an idea for you guys to put up to the test and for you guys to do some research on, but the idea was this. The idea was that if a woman is taller than a man, there are more probabilities of him or her breaking up. 
I don't know why it said that. It was a body language book. I want you guys to go into it and I want you to comment on my Facebook, on my Instagram, or on my Twitter what you guys think, if that's true or not. Or you can comment here on my podcast. So, being, coming back to the essence of this talk, which is being charismatic, being uh, loved and being powerful. It's like, what are our values, really? Like, our values create our reality, like Tony Robbins talks about. The values that I have right now are going to create my reality. What is most important to me? What am I striving for in my life? Is it, is it power? Is it love? Is it passion? Is it pleasure? So my, is my values, I realized that my top values were being loved, uh, having my passion, and being, uh, being loved and loving. So love, passion, and relationships, family. I think that ties in with love. But I, I know when I think about power, I'm like, I think between having power and having love, I'd rather have love. Between being rich and between being loved, well, I want to have the basic necessities to be alive, but I also want to, I feel that one of the basic emotional necessities is to, is to have love in your life. We're social animals, like when I was at UCLA, I studied the social psychology course and we talked about how important it was that we were social animals and that we would go crazy if we wouldn't have people. If we didn't have people surrounding us to give us help, to give us love, to give us hope, to give us emotional support. One of the things that I derive most of my pleasure and happiness and purpose from is from other people. Being surrounded by other people, having wonderful relationships, having thriving friendships. Tony Robbins talks about in the Awaken the Giant Within that when you are lonely, no one deserves to be lonely. Go, go, go talk to people. Go call up all your friends. See who picks up. No one deserves to be lonely. I mean, it's important that when you are alone, you know how to handle it and you know how to find your thoughts. And it's important to find your thoughts and be inside of yourself and ask some serious questions and really visualize and imagine what you want to accomplish when you're alone, but no one has to force you to be alone. Even though naturally some people tend to be loners, it's not a bad thing. I just think that uh, human beings and human contact is a necessity, and it's where I derive most of my happiness. I have two ways of thinking about it, because some people think of loneliness as a bad thing, because they say, oh, go to your room, go, be alone punished or solitary confinement go to jail punished so like we have like some of us have this misconception of what what that being alone is something bad but in, there are tests I don't know the tests where they're from <laughs> it might be reliable it might not be it might be uh, viable but this is what I heard some tests say I heard it on a TED talk a young woman saying that being alone Ha, creates well it takes away anxiety fear and anger and I thought about it that for a second and I compared it I'm like so it all depends on the person right like I'm an extrovert so I have to learn how to be alone more and people that are introverts well, let me say that again I love being around people like so I have to learn how to be alone 
and the people that are love being alone and don't like thrive off being off people have to learn how to be with people more so it's about finding balance like honestly like I have to find myself alone I have to be able to be okay I'm working on being confident with myself and finding strength so that when I go back into the world to give myself to the relationships and to the friendships I have I come from a place of, of strength not a place of insecurity and dependence so about charisma charisma and being loved that's i mean i want intelligence man like intelligence is one of my biggest values like being intelligent being loved and following my passion those are my top 3 values intelligence love and passion because i value intelligence so much i have to be intellectually stimulated i have to do these podcasts i have to express myself like one of the things that i drive most like so much pleasure from is talking with psychologists psychiatrists physicists mm, philosophers smart people spiritual gurus religious not religious people but spiritual people i mean i think that we all okay I just I'm not saying anything against religion. I have nothing against religion. I love religion and I think that it's created wonderful things for the world. I just don't like fanatism in any way of life. I don't like fanatism and fanatism I mean it in the way of somebody trying to impose their belief system on you and this could be in any way someone that's like cuz honestly we have our core set of beliefs and every single time that somebody thinks something different than us our set of beliefs are being challenged and it kind of like moves the rug from under our feet and i think it's important for us to have an open mind going into conversations and going into relationships and going into relationships with people that are different than us. Sometimes we're going to have to let go. We're not going to be able to win the argument. Dale Carnegie talks about how to win friends and how to influence people. He talks about how the best way to get the 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 way to get the best out of an argument is by not having one. But then you also think about it like Jordan Peterson talks about in his podcast about how I think he said it in the 12 laws of life, 12 rules for life. He says that he is good to have a wife and a spouse or a husband and uh, someone that you could contend with. Like I don't want to have a woman that's a pushover. It's not attractive to have a woman that's a pushover that's submissive that's submissive. I want a woman that I could contend with. So metaphorically put the boxing gloves on. Not not a woman that's so different than me that I can't communicate with her, but like a woman that I have things in common with, but one someone that I could contend with on a psychological level. Now I think in dating like it's it's good to have somebody that you can uh you know love intimacy but charisma is basically that i get my charisma from i get my charisma that sounds a little arrogant charisma is something i believe that you are not some people think you're born with it some people think that it's a like a like a gift it's like a sparkle in your eye Some people say, "Oh, he's got like spark. He's got like a gravitas. He's got like an X factor." It's like every famous person that I've ever met has this like 
uh, this sort of spark like in their eye that other normal people don't have it. I'm not saying that normal people aren't that I'm not saying that people with the spark are better than the normal people that aren't because Albert Einstein says that you know talent is 99% work. I mean genius is 99% work and 1% talent. And I think so too. I think that honestly, if you're not getting the things that you want in your life, it's because you're not working. It's time for you to get responsible. Take responsibility of your life like Jordan Peterson says. Stop blaming other people for what's happening to you. Take responsibility. Stop looking into the past. Look into the future. Biblically, uh, I forgot, I don't know if it was Solomon. He says that... uh, when the kingdom was in flames, everyone ran away, and those who looked be who those who looked back turned into stone, and that that's been stuck in my mind, because I think about it, it's like when you look back, you turn into stone. When you look to the past, you freeze, you tighten up. So my philosophy is just let it go, completely, just let it go, let go of everything that's ever bothered you, let go of everything that's ever hurt you forgive just let it go take responsibility for what's going on and give serve the greatest avatars of our whole entire of the history of mankind nelson mandela gandhi mother Teresa, countless people jesus buddha krishna and all the avatars that have come to this earth to make a difference. Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, Maya Angelou, Tony Robbins, Desmond Tutu, His Holy List of 14th Dalai Lama, Wayne Dyer, Eckhart Tolle, Paramahansa Yogananda, Samael Unveor, Lao Tzu from the Tao Te Ching, Jordan Peterson, Robert Greene from the 40 Laws of Life, Robert Greene, Robert Greene's a big inspiration for me. He has some wonderful book. He's the, the 40 Laws of Power, the 30, 33 Strategies of of war and among other books philosophers I mean philosophers that have really sat down and asked some pretty hard questions I believe that charisma comes from charisma is a smile man just just smile but I mean that's normally what our talk is about that's what the title of this talk is going to be about it's going to be about charisma and the values charisma values and people that have changed my life. That's what this is going to be titled. Uh, but to end this pot, to end this episode uh, with people that have changed my life is <laughs> people that have changed my life are the people that have asked questions. You know, you get to that moment of your life where you're like, okay, I don't know if it's because you're in pain or if it's because you're just mature but you start asking some hard questions you look at the moon you look at the sky you say what's out there what's out there looking for me I mean is there life out there who am I what am I here for what's the purpose of life 
What's the meaning of all of this? What am I here for? Is there reincarnation? Is there heaven? Is there hell? Is there energy? Like, what, what's energy? What are we... What happens after we get out of this body? We don't know. There's just so many questions. And there are lots of belief systems. There could be lots of scientific proof. I mean, is it safe to say that when science proves something, you can believe it? That's safe to say that. But there are also things that are unexplainable. Paranormal, extrasensory perception, perception, quantum physics, things that are unexplainable that scientists are just befuddled by. That's what interests me. What we can't explain. The questions of the universe. Who we are. Why are we here? Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Adan Show. And I'll see you next time on the Adan Show. Adan show, bam 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 bam. The Adan show, Adan show, bam 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 bam. The Adan show. Thank you. Stay classy. I love you all. Goodbye.